Hi everyone, Amanda here, and this is Plant, Prepped, and Productive, the podcast where I'm teaching you how to put real food on the table with less stress and less overwhelm. This is episode 21, Convenience Foods That This Dietitian Swears By. Before I get into today's topic, I've got to tell you about the fun new thing I've got going in my private Facebook group. I have loved creating podcast content for you all, and most of the time I feel like podcasting is a great medium for me to talk to you. I get to record podcasts in my jammies, and you get to listen while you are getting stuff done. And I know you all have lots to get done. However, there were just some pieces of content that I felt like were too visual to create over the podcast, and I really wanted to give you guys a bit more of a hands-on experience. So I am now introducing What's Cooking Wednesday, which is a series where I will be doing twice monthly cooking demos via Facebook Live in my private Facebook group called Meal Plan Magic with Call Me Betty Blog. These demos will be every other Wednesday at 8 p.m. unless announced differently. So listen to the podcast to get the theories of meal planning and meal prepping, as well as some mindset help when you need it. And then head over to the Facebook group for the hands-on nitty-gritty of making meal prep actually happen. My first life happened this last week, and it was so fun. I had gotten a lot of requests from those in my group and on Instagram about making yeast breads. So I decided to start out with one of the easiest, no-fail yeast breads that is one of my meal prep staples, homemade naan bread. I showed how to make it and how to store it in the freezer for super quick meals when you need them. So if you want to get in on the action, click on the link in the show notes to join my Facebook group or click the link to sign up for my free meal plan mini course that I've talked about before, which will also direct you to the Facebook group and get you started with quick tips, saving money, saving time, and saving sanity in the kitchen with quick actionable steps that you can start taking today. All of this content is 100% free for you, and I'm doing my best to make it super useful and valuable. In fact, if you have an idea for something you'd like to see cooked or meal prepped live, send it on over via Instagram, or you can send me an email at Amanda at callmebettyblog.com, and you might just see it happen. Alrighty, now that we're through that, let's jump right into today's topic, convenience foods this dietitian swears by. By now, you all know that I am a huge supporter of cooking from scratch. If you don't know that yet, head back and listen to episode number one of the podcast, How Meal Planning and Meal Prepping Has Changed My Life, or episode 14 of the podcast, Why Cooking from Scratch is Totally Worth It. So yeah, cooking from scratch is kind of my jam. In my opinion, there is no better way to hack your health, your finances, and your general state of peace than through cooking on the regular. Having said that, there was a time in my life where my obsession with from scratch cooking was anything but healthy. In fact, I was so obsessed with cooking from scratch that I refused to make a recipe with ketchup in it. Insert virtual eye roll here. I was spending so much time in the kitchen, and in all honesty, that time wasn't always well spent. The foods I was making were good for my body, but not necessarily good for my lifestyle or my marriage, as my husband was often the one left doing the dishes after my cooking escapades. 
Like most things in life, From Scratch cooking exists on a pendulum, and too often, I personally found myself swaying. I personally found myself swaying in the direction of a little crazy. To figure out whether or not you should make something from scratch, you might want to consider a few things about the food that you're making. So let's take that ketchup example that I talked about. How often do I really eat ketchup? Maybe once a week, probably less. Okay, so when I eat ketchup, how much of it do I consume? A tablespoon, two if I'm really hungry. How difficult is it to make ketchup? Well, I don't really know because after watching copious amounts of YouTube videos to try to get it right, I never really succeeded at homemade ketchup. How healthy is the homemade version of this store-bought item and is it significantly healthier than the store-bought item? You know, in the case of ketchup, they both had sugar, vinegar, tomatoes. It was basically the same thing in terms of nutrition. So after taking ketchup through this analysis, it became clear that it should come off my make it from scratch list, along with several other things that I was attempting to make from scratch. The fact is that we are blessed to live in a world of modern conveniences And while many of those conveniences have a cost, both a literal financial cost and a cost to our health, processed foods also exist on a continuum, meaning not all processed foods are bad for you and not all homemade food is great for you either. So you have to weigh your options to figure out what is healthy for you and this includes your mental health as well. It will change throughout your life as sometimes you will have more money than time, and it might be worth it to let someone else chop your veggies for you. Note, your dinner is still homemade if someone else chops your veggies. You always have to adapt, and having kids definitely made me adapt how I cook. So, if you're finding yourself needing to adapt, either to add more whole cooking to your diet, or to let go of a few things to make room for more peace in your life, then this episode is for you. The next question is, how do you decide which processed or convenience food items to add to your list? We kind of went over this a little earlier with the ketchup example. And this question is very personal and totally depends on your stage of life, your stage of how much you're cooking at home already, and what your goals are. For me, my three main reasons for cooking from scratch are to save money, to eat a more wholesome diet, and to eat more delicious food. So I'm going to choose to make the foods that give me the biggest bang for my buck and help me make more healthful versions than I can get at the store. I also will make something from scratch even if it's not healthier or cheaper if it tastes better. Like, I truly don't understand store-bought meatballs, guys. They are so easy to make and they taste a billion times better. To illustrate this principle, let's get into another example. So I'm going to head back to that homemade non bread that I talked about earlier in this episode. And if you are interested, you can get my homemade non bread recipe in the show notes. I first discovered using non bread as a pizza crust base in a cooking class, and I was immediately hooked first on how delicious it was, and second, 
on how it made it possible to have dinner done start to finish in like 20 minutes flat. I think the recipe we did in class used a rotisserie chicken, canned artichoke hearts, and a sauce that we made of garlic and olive oil. It was literally like the simplest thing ever, and it was delicious. After that class, I put naan bread on my grocery list, like weekly. The problem is that store-bought naan is about $1.25 a piece, and we needed four to five pieces for a family dinner in our family size. And with ingredients as simple as flour, water, yeast, yogurt, eggs, sugar, and salt, I knew that I could make a homemade version for pennies and save a ton of money at the grocery store. Plus, I knew that I could use at least part whole wheat flour to up the nutritional value a bit too. So in this case, it's totally worth the time and effort to cook from scratch. Let's take another example though. What about salad? If I want to make a salad from scratch, first I have to buy lettuce or other greens, which runs about a dollar a head. Next, I need mix-ins like nuts, cheese, fruits, and veggies, and crunchy things. And lots of these items are pretty expensive, especially nuts and cheese. Then after that, I need the ingredients to put together a homemade dressing. This is going to cost a ton. And while yes, a homemade dressing might have a slight nutritional edge, it's usually not worth it to me to make a salad from scratch, especially because it's usually an extra part of my dinner, not the main dish. An exception to this rule would be if the salad is a main dish or I'm taking the salad to a party where I have enough people to get through all that yummy but expensive goodness. So if you haven't guessed yet, the $3 bag salads that come with all the mix-ins and the dressing, totally on my favorite convenience foods list. As I said, you will have to do some experimentation and yes, cooking to decide what things are worth it to make from scratch and what things you should just buy from the store. But I wanna jumpstart you on that journey and maybe give you just a little bit of been there, tried that advice. And as I said, I have tried to make almost everything from scratch. So, with that, here are my favorite convenience foods that you can use to simplify meal prep in your house. Number one is bagged salads. Since we already talked about it, I figured we'd just jump into this one first. I love having a store-bought bagged salad to go along with my dinner and make sure I'm getting those veggies in. Number two is pre-chopped veggies. Now this one is not one that I do all the time, mostly because it can be a little bit pricey but purchasing pre-chopped veggies can be a huge time saver. I especially love it for veggies like broccoli that are a little bit time consuming for me to do and can allow me to throw them in the oven and have a side dish in 15 minutes with zero hands-on time. Number three is store-bought bread. I actually really enjoy making homemade bread and I hope that at some point in my life I'll be in a season where I can come up with a system to make my own bread on the regular, but for now, it's just a special treat, and I'm grateful that I have store-bought bread. Number four is frozen fruit and veggies. I was hesitant to include this on the list because, to me, frozen fruit and veggies are almost not even convenience foods because they're barely even processed if you count freezing as processing. If you look at a bag of frozen blueberries, it will say ingredients blueberries. But since I know a lot of people like to attack things like frozen fruit and veggies or attack their 
loss of nutritional value, etc. I will just say that frozen fruit and veggies makes me eat my veggies. So I'm grateful that I have them. And they are always, and some form of frozen fruit or veggies are always in my freezer. Number five is tortilla chips. And yes, I have definitely tried to make my own tortilla chips in multiple ways. And let's be honest, tortilla chips will never be the beacon of health, so there is not much point to making them yourselves. Number six is uncooked flour tortillas. This is one of my favorite convenience foods from the store. I love that I can get these uncooked tortillas and warm them up on the griddle, and they taste just like fresh, and they're so, so yummy. Number seven is crackers. I've got to be honest, I actually have never tried to make my own crackers, surprisingly. But I can't imagine that it's easy. And with kids, crackers are almost always in our cupboard. Number eight is canned tomatoes. I'm not always a huge fan of canned veggies, mostly because of the flavor that they take on. But canned tomatoes are so convenient, and I use them to make things like homemade marinara sauce, homemade pizza sauce, throw them in pasta dishes on their own. They are so, so convenient. Number nine is barbecue sauce. Now, I actually have a recipe for homemade barbecue sauce, and it's super delicious. And sometimes it is worth it to me to make that homemade recipe. But other times, depending on the dish, I'm just grateful that I can grab a quick bottle and use it in my dish. One thing to know is that barbecue sauces are not all made equal. So make sure you do a little bit of label reading with this one to make sure that whichever barbecue sauce you choose is meeting your health goals. Number 10 is canned beans. A pressure cooker makes cooking dried beans totally doable, but there are still times when there is just too much going on with my dish to make my own beans first. So I love that I can grab a can of beans and throw it in my soups, salads, or whatever other dishes that I'm making. Number 11 is canned tuna. Most of us don't get the amount of fish in that we should, and canned tuna makes it totally possible to get that protein and those omega-3s in a really easy way. So this is a great one to keep in your cupboard. Number 12 is coleslaw mix. And the reason that I separated this from salad mix is because I like to use coleslaw mix in things other than coleslaw. For example, I have a recipe on my blog for a shrimp pad thai. And I like to use the coleslaw mix instead of chopping a bunch of veggies. So I just saute that coleslaw mix straight in. And then I get my veggie mix with my pad thai. So I will also use it for coleslaw or you could also use it for like an egg roll or egg rolls in a bowl, things like that. It's super versatile and useful for a lot of things. Number 13 is condiments of almost any kind. I really can't think of a time when it's worth it to make your own condiments. I've tried making mayo. I make my own salad dressings at times, but most of the time I just can't get through enough of this to make it worth it. So I end up wasting a lot when I make my own condiments. And again, this goes back to the ketchup example. You're usually eating such a small amount of it that it's not going to make a huge impact on your health. And there's also lots more whole and healthy options out there if you just do a little digging. So I am not convinced that making my own condiments is for me, at least not on the regular. 
Number 14 is chicken broth slash stock. This is another one that I kind of would like to make more of a habit to make from scratch, but I am just not there yet. And the better than bouillon of all flavors is just so easy and so flavorful and yummy that I am sure grateful that I have it. Number 15 is sausage. And yes, this is another one of those things that I have actually tried. But homemade sausage was super finicky and didn't taste nearly as good as the store-bought version. So I will stick to my store-bought sausage. I hope that this episode has allowed you to see that there are lots of great options out there that might be considered processed or convenience food or that you maybe have heard are not great for you. And there are a lot of good choices that can be made at the grocery store. So... Even if you're a believer in from scratch cooking or if you're working to get that way, there are certainly times and instances where buying something from the store is the answer and there's no reason to feel guilt or shame about that and you should instead feel gratitude and embrace the fact that we live in a world where we have the opportunity to make so many choices. I am grateful for all of these convenience foods and they are all in my pantry, freezer, etc. on the regular helping to make my life easier. I'd love to know what convenience food items you can't live without. And if there are any that you think you would like to attempt a homemade version of, let me know and we might be able to add it to one of those Facebook Lives. Next week, we are talking all about veggies. And I am very passionate about veggies, so I'm stoked about this. We're talking how to meal prep veggies and how to... Cook them in ways that taste delicious so you can implement them in your diet more in a way that does not feel like you're a rabbit eating carrots. So I'm really excited to talk veggies with you and I hope that you'll tune in. Until next time, happy cooking and happy planning.